Hey everyone, Kayla Louise here, and welcome to my podcast, Wide Open, where we talk about women's health, relationships, trauma, sex, overcoming hardship, building a life that truly feels like your own, and basically anything we damn well feel. We look to open up a dialogue that promotes healing and growth for women, and honestly, anyone who's listening. In our first series, we interview badass and resilient female athletes who tell their stories of creating a fulfilled life out of the chaos. Zero judgment, no shame, just raw life stories about embracing what has truly made these women who they are today. Hey guys, welcome back to Wide Open, episode number eight. So this one's going to be a banger. Today we've got Amy Hood coming on to talk all things extreme sports, relationships and finding love, her recent engagement, mental health, and of course her newest venture in her professional sports career. Amy started her professional athletics career as a Canadian national women's motocross racer and just recently was a driver for the Monster Jam Tour. These are just a few of her incredible achievements to date. She is one of the most inspiring, kindest, and driven young women I know. Don't miss this episode. Let's dive in. Welcome to Wide Open, Amy. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, yeah, so today we have Amy Hood. She's gracing us from Winnipeg. Uh, just Win- got Winterpeg. <laughs> yeah, right. the armpit of Canada. Isn't that the one? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, There's want... things about Winnipeg, though. So, yeah, you're one of them. So, thank you for coming on. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, I've only been out there once, and that was that one time. God, like five or six years ago. I don't even remember. Five years ago, I saw you last. Yeah, yeah. You want? Do you want to dive in and talk right about that? Like one night, one night in Winnipeg, the night that I uh, missed my flight in the morning. Yeah. Well, also um, a fun fact of the day. Just, just let's like keep things light while we jump into this before we get into the conversation. How I met this wonderful woman here. Um, the host of the show is, um, she had a crush on my roommate at the time <laughs> and scouted him out and scoped him out through social media on Instagram. And I, w- I think I was in California and I was back and forth pretty often. And I had some time off between monster jam and my roommate, let's just, we'll just leave him out of it. <laughs> but <laughs> we'll live- I mean, it's funny cause I actually just messaged him. Um, um, he's like, Hey, this uh invited this girl she's gonna come over she's gonna stay here and like I had a strict rule when I'm in California um no one like it was my house and he was my room and I'm like no like lady callers like no one can really stay the night like you know if I'm not around like no one's allowed over and then he's like this girl's coming over I'm like absolutely she's awesome okay I'm totally okay with that (laughs) (laughs) go to your Instagram you're super rad you ride bikes you you know, you're uh, a cheerleader, you do all these things. Like, yeah, absolutely, I approve. <laughs> I don't even need to be home. It's all good. That was, oh, that was actually funny. That's how I met him was through the cheerleading, which is so funny because I'm like, I'm not a cheerleader, but I did the cheerleading thing and it was like, it was great. I had a lot of fun yeah. with it. I was dancing, but yeah, it just, it opened up all these doors and I met so many cool people. So um yeah we had one really nice wild night in Winnipeg we did we had a wild night <laughs> we'll yeah we'll leave it at that um <laughs> so yeah and then 
Well, I also want to, I don't even know if I've ever told you, but um, you are one of, I wouldn't say the reason I got into biking, but you're one of the reasons that I actually really dove hard into biking when I was like 21. And funny enough, how I came across you was a girlfriend of mine from California. No I way. was, this was, uh, well, you wouldn't know her because she, we know everybody. We're all like a big little squad. Um, this was like, well, she didn't know you. It was one of her friends. And this was back in when we just had Facebook. We didn't even have Instagram. So I was creeping her I'm, photos. I'm MySpace days, okay? Like, and like messenger, like yeah. email. Yeah, like I'm old. I am old <laughs> in the game here. I think we're, yeah, we're about the same age. So I was creeping her photos and then I saw this dude. I was like, oh, he's pretty hot. And then I like go onto his page and then I like see pictures of you in there. And I was like, she's pretty hot. <laughs> and then I crept you and I was like, oh, she's a dirt biker chick. And kind of was like, ah, oh, you know, just like whatever. She's just a dirt biker chick. And I'm like, no, she's like a real dirt bike chick. Like, and she's from Canada too. So. <laughs> Yeah, like I was, I think I just got my YZ125 then and I was like, yeah, like it really motivated me just watching you put yourself out there and um, yeah, it was just really cool because like at that time I had a lot of guys per se in my, in my friends group and just that was the only influence I had was male moto dirt bikers guys yeah. riding. So at that time it was very intimidating and then just to see um, a chick out there doing it, that was kind of my first experience with seeing like a girl really riding so thank you for uh being that inspiration for me well thank you and i, I love that and it, and uh i love that you brought that up because i really believe that um the start of my career or whatever was not based on like any type of freaking championship or a win here or whatever it was because i i was a girl in a male-dominated industry and i was like how do i get noticed how do i like show my journey and share my story and connect with people um and obviously through the power of social media whether it was facebook instagram what's up <laughs> myspace all these things but and then obviously youtube came around and i was like okay i've always wanted who didn't want a reality tv show there was like uh mtv cribs and the the real life and stuff and i'm like you know what i want to be in control of my image and i want to do something that you know have fun with my friends because there's a huge female racing and riding community. And I wanted to be like, hey, we're here. This is what we're doing. This is how much fun we're having. And I created the YouTube series like Moto Adventures, which was a lot of the series were Moto Chicks, hashtag Moto Chicks. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I'm I'm dead serious because I'm I'm 33 years old. And I was lucky enough to get into Social media, when it first started, when I got a GoPro and I edited my own videos, I created my own social content and I was on like, you know, GoPro number one where it was grainy, it was shitty, but I wanted to share the journey. I wanted people to be like, I want to do that. Or like, I can do that with my friends and I can have that much fun. And, um, it, I mean, it made an impact and Absolutely. I don't think it would be where I am today without just being truly authentic to wanting to share my journey as a female rider, racer, and enthusiast of the sport without, uh, without doing that. So yeah. I believe uh, it obviously like with you just saying that you, you know, felt the inspiration is 
because we're sharing our stories and it's that's how it started for me yeah yeah it really gave like a good behind the scenes of like yeah. just like what was going on and especially because I didn't come from a racing background I didn't come from parents who were in it and I had yeah. no idea even anything about racing or that community but I knew somehow like I just knew I wanted to be a part of it mm-hmm. so it was really cool to to dive in through your eyes and see like the fun the fun side because there's this like almost catty side or this like pretentious side to motocross racing where like if you don't have money or if you're not part of this clique or this and I think it keeps some people away from it if you're not born into it and you kind of show this fun side of like community which I thought was really cool for sure there's a professional side of racing but then the, the, there is a fun side and I was a part of and I ha- I'm still am and all this things like I've been able to really separate my professional side with my fun side. And I don't think a lot of people know that, that I was extremely competitive for years. I raced the Canadian nationals. I, you know, with being a professional athlete, you give up a lot of things in your life. Um, But we'll we'll take this two ways. I'm going to tell you about myself and I'll tell you about the upbringing, like you said, family. Mm -hmm. There's a professional side to every racing series. But then there's the fun side or it's not just it's the it's the real side. So many athletes are scared to share their real selves or they're prodded and groomed to be these specific athletes that, you know, have that sponsorship speech on the podium or say the right thing, do the right way. Where I was like just a regular what like girl, young girl from Winnipeg, Manitoba that chased a goal, got somewhere. But I had fun along the way and I would not be doing what I'm doing to this day if I didn't find fun and enjoyment in this career, because it's not all sunshine and rainbows. It's not easy. And again, like you sacrifice a lot, you give up a lot, you work your ass off. There's injuries, setbacks, failures. There's so much hardship that goes on behind the scenes that people don't see. Mm -hmm. But I think when you sign up for doing anything that you love, you kind of know what you're taking on. But I always wanted to show the fun side of the sport because like you said, you don't have to come from a family that is doing it. A lot of families, you know, maybe come from money or whatever. I'm very fortunate that my father is a world champion and a Canadian national champion. But my dad will literally, and like my dad can still kick my ass on a dirt bike to this day. He's insane and he's 64 years old. My dad has found the passion, the desire, and the love for the sport. He gives his bike to anybody who needs it, parts for anybody. He buys bikes here and there. He does not care about anything except enjoying racing. And it's through his passion that he's had a long career. It's through his passion that trickled down into my my passion for racing and motorsports that's given me longevity in the sport. So, um, you know, there is professionalism and then there's <laughs> passion, right? Like yeah. it, it all works together. Absolutely. Yeah. No. And you're kind of like a prime example of, of all of that. Cause it's, I don't know, it just, it makes it more, um, relatable for anyone who hasn't been born into it. So what I want to do, I want people to be able to relate to whether, you know, it's racing, the experience, not like being currently now obsessed with my dog. I know I've been <laughs> posting a lot of dog videos, but I'm just like keeping it real. Like that's what I'm feeling at this moment. 
there's certain like I'm done with the fake shit. I'm done with people being like, oh, I'm gonna post this at this time for this posting schedule and doing this. And like, I just want to be like authentically myself. Yeah. Yeah. And like you rocked it too when you were like you had your own house and you're doing your DIY <laughs> projects and you know, you're always in the in the kitchen cooking and it's like there's Amy. She's just she's just a, a cool chick who's just being herself, but then there's professional Amy and that's like a really cool thing I think for a lot of young girls to see. It's like Well, I also like it, just for those people out there who are listening to this. I'm letting you know that when you actually separate yourself from your depending on like social media is like a weird thing to navigate through. Okay. Mm. A lot of people use social media for financial gain, which is a hundred percent. Like I, I know I'm like, there's a lot of girls that are doing so well, like Haley Deegan, Amanda um, Sorrentino, who's, you know, the, Amber Balkin. There's so many girls that are navigating their social platforms for financial like they're doing, they have filmers and videographers and they're doing a wonderful job of showcasing the professional side of what they do. And I love it. I watch it. I applaud it. I'm just not there anymore. Like I'm, I'm kind of done doing that. Like yeah. for my, like now I like focus on just a different side. Like I felt like even through my YouTube things, I focus so much energy on just like Oh, I got to edit these videos. I was up till 3 a.m. doing all this. Blah, 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 blah. I'm in a new world, in a new age now where <laughs> I'm a little older. I got a fiance. I got a house and a dog. I keep my professional racing life in my mind. I keep my social life in my activities. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And like with that too. I kind of want to dive into um, your current engagement because it's <laughs> super exciting that you recently hey, got engaged. So where are you? <laughs> I think I saw yeah. someone creep through the door there for a moment. He brought the dog. Uh, Honey. Oh, she smells like wet dog. It's raining outside. So Come here, honey. It's, you're hey. not on video. Just say hi. What's up? Hey. Uh, yeah. For this lovely man of mine, my nice. freaking number one supporter, and we are literally like team awesome, which is I cool. Lo- I love it. I love seeing you happy. I'm just, I love love. So <laughs> he puts and like um, he's. I mean, we grew up racing together. We never talked to each other for about nine years, apparently. But uh, he had a better relationship even with my dad before me. That's hilarious. I was, yeah, I was wondering how you guys met. Yeah, we met um, at a racetrack. We've met. Okay, Beardy, you explain. I'm, I'm stepping out of this. How did we meet? Tell us our love story. <laughs> it's just like the first time we met was definitely at a racetrack. I don't like probably Grunthal. <laughs> yeah. But uh, like, I don't know. Amy was always super popular like amy was no. like and, and, like this is how i, I, hey, I that is not <laughs> this is how i always saw amy like, i didn't know her uh i always thought like she was like the coolest person ever and like i was like such a dork that i was like <laughs> we're both dorks i was super quiet and like never would say anything to her like but uh i i kind of like met her parents <laughs> the same way and then i found out that our moms actually like went to high school together and stuff. So no yeah, I had mentioned that one day to 
Amy's mom. And then that's kind of how I became friends with her parents. <laughs> and then I just kind of like would always say like, hi to Amy and never anything much, but I'd always go have like full conversations at the track with her dad <laughs> and ask his opinion on stuff. Cause he was, he's a badass on a motorcycle. Like, he is. He is. Lie, Amy's dad's a, he's a legend. How old yeah. is your dad? 64. 60, 67. 67. And yeah. He, he's faster like, than both of us. He looks oh like God. a 15 year old out there. Like yeah. he just shreds. And so like, I'd always go pick his brain and then, yeah. And then me and Amy started talking one day over social media and I haven't been able to get rid of her since. <laughs> well, he couldn't get rid of me because I actually proposed to this man on an airplane. Yeah. And okay. So the, yeah. Yeah, tell us, because if anyone doesn't know, like, yeah, you're the one who popped the question, and that's definitely very much you. Like, if you want something, you just go get it. So it's only natural that you'd be the one to pop a question. But what made you, like, decide to do that? Oh, well, I picked this man up from the airport. We, like, literally just, he had a Harley. I had a motorcycle at the time, and I was just, like, he kept liking photos of me and my grandma and my mom. I'm like, oh, what a nice guy and then and then I was like yo you want to go like get ice cream on our motorcycles one day and and then he was working up north and he works up like uh he travels everywhere for work too and um I had to actually convince him that I was going to pick him up from the airport he's like uh it's okay my boss will drive me home I'm like well why I'll come get you <laughs> and then literally from the second I picked him up from the airport like I'm just letting everybody out there know also when you know you know and I actually knew from the second I picked this man up from the airport and so um what better way than making sure he was trapped in an airplane over the Atlantic Ocean (laughs) I popped the question on airplane and uh I just knew that I couldn't let this man go he'd just benefit so much to my life and I've 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 also always had a huge dating roster I've dated a lot of people and I've never met anybody like this man and he's a wonderful and Brady might have a different story about why (laughs) what do you mean (laughs) we're laughing right now because like we we made a bet on who was going to oh yeah (laughs) so no we didn't make a bet Amy just said no because I you Amy one day you said you love me for yeah, I, 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 I dropped the L word first, totally. But then she said, well, since you said it first, I guess I got to be the one to ask you to marry me. And I, I called her out on her bluff. And I said, well, you, if you're claiming that, like, you, like, I'm not buying a ring. I'm not, I'm not asking a question. That's up to you. Like <laughs> I said, like, you're saying you're the, you're the one going to ask the question. I stuck to my guns and made sure that I wasn't asking it. She was the one. <laughs> She was the one that was going to be doing it. So, so she, did, uh, you, did you have a ring, Amy? I absolutely did. And I think that's what, like, he had no idea that I went through those, like, measures. And it was super funny because I, we were at the mall together. And uh, there's a ring store there. And I knew, like, what I was going to want to get. And we we're going to Spain. And I'm like, okay, well, I already knew I wanted to, but how do I and I'm like okay I'm, I'm telling the world this and I don't even care what a wonderful content for this podcast <laughs> I 
told Brady that I had to go to the bathroom like really bad. <laughs> and he needed to go get the truck so I could go to the bathroom. But it was only so I could go and buy the ring. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> He's like smiling and laughing. Uh, <laughs> and like it was super funny. And I'm like, like, what a wonderful way, though to meet the love of your life and to be with the right person when you can laugh and joke and have these incredible, funny, memorable moments. Well, I, I just thought of it now. Like you picked me up for the first time, like our first date from the airport. Yeah. And like our life is like really involved airplanes, airport. <laughs> yeah. You asked me to marry you on an airplane. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's, I, just, I just didn't think, I just thought of that now. Like that's serendipity. Funny. I don't know what that means. Oh man, that's like that's a real epic story. So thank you guys for sharing all that one. Do you guys have a date set yet, or no, no, right now? Engagements? It it's just gonna be engaged forever. Whatever works for our lives, our friends, the coolest, easiest. Like I mean, we're already married. Like we have a house, we have a dog, we love each other, we're invested. Like, like. I think a proposal also is like, I'm committing to you that I am your wife. Like, Absolutely. it is like, we have like the coolest, most honest, sincere relationship. It's wild. It's something I never thought I would ever have. I love that. Now we're holding it. hands. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. And then there's yeah. just me. So single. I and know. In my house. It's like, <laughs> I'm like, I get goosebumps yeah. thinking about it. Like, you know what? We don't need a wedding to prove like art to show each other how much we mean to one another like I'm so happy and like I mean you've known me for years I'm pretty yeah. sure you've seen my train wreck of goddamn relationship so <laughs> well I did I did know. meet one in particular but um, yeah and there's nine there's been uh, you know a handful and like that, that's his life it's his life it is life. yeah well and that that's kind of what I wanted to say too like um yeah. now that you know like what you're finding you do need and do want in your life like um what do you look for in a partner man you don't even know it until you find it like yeah I was looking in all the wrong directions so um as an athlete I always thought I needed someone who was doing the same thing that I was doing I needed someone who was like me no one would understand me because I'm living on tour I'm in airplanes I live in different countries I do all these crazy shit I'm a woman also like you know, men have a hard time le- allowing like a woman to be like doing crazy shit. Yeah. It, I, my perspective was way off. Yeah. And I always thought that's what I needed. And it's the second you stop thinking and stop looking and you're like, oh, I just got to do me is when the right thing comes around. And then you also need to go through a lot of stuff. Like, you need to go from relationship to relationship. You need to experience life. And yeah. I don't, and, and, and then people say, oh, you need to know yourself before you can be with someone else. I was really, really, really lost when I met Brady. And then honestly, he made me the person that I always knew I was. I was. And, I, and you can lose yourself along your own journey. Like you're, you're never the best person, like always right? Like you can be good this year and shitty this year. And you could be at your highest and be at your lowest within the same month, you know, like life is life. Yeah. The right person comes around 
and they bring out the best in you. And if they do, that is the right person. Do not yeah. question it. Let it, let it, let it freaking spark your soul on fire. Like, that's all. Like, yeah. Oh, I, I love all that. And um, yeah, I wanted to know too, like, how do you and um, Brady stay connected when you guys are like apart so much? And I mean, obviously with things that are going to be happening in your life, it's going to be, you know, crazy life with you as always. But how do you guys find you work with staying connected when you're traveling? That's a great question because I know a lot of people, and especially young, young relationships, um, will come across these instances where, you know, you're, you're pursuing your goals, you're doing what you want to do. And if you ever find your relationship is challenging, like, and if you ever find your situation is challenging your relationship, like if your time schedule doesn't meet your other person's time schedule, if, you know, you're time zones are off if like you want to go out with your team and like have some fun if you want to go to a wedding social if you want to do like all these things that maybe you guys aren't together if you ever find difficulties with one another that you know one person's upset over it like it ain't the right person Brady and I can literally do whatever the hell we want to do and because because I like I love him. So I'm going to call him on the middle of the dance floor. He, um, I was in Spain and he was at a wedding social, like a wedding party, if you will. Yeah. And he's calling me on the dance floor, having a wonderful time. Like, and like, whether he would call me or not, like knowing like he's having a good time and I'm having a good time. We're doing our, we're, we're being our best people. We love each other. We don't worry about one another. If yeah. you ever got to kind of worry might not be the right path you know I, I agree I think that's yeah. like the, the it's hard to find huge it is hard yeah, to find. And it's hard to find but when you find it don't let go of that like it's actually the coolest experience I've ever felt like I love that like I love when he's having fun and I'm not there like it literally makes me happy yeah and I and know that must be the same thing for him so yeah and that is it's rare but it is such an exciting and beautiful and like peaceful feeling when right? like you're actually happy for this person and you're so in love with them that like just knowing that they're having fun makes you happy but I think it's also like trusting in yourself knowing like if you're yeah. going out and you're like okay I trust that I'm going out and I'm still thinking of him and I, I'm still happy and I know he's happy for me like that's a maturity thing too because I for think sure. we all like go through moments, especially in our like early twenties and stuff where like, yeah, yeah, you're probably not even like the most trustworthy person. So building that trust in yourself and being like, yeah, I can go out and I can like have a good time and not do anything bad. Like it's maturity. It's the right person. You don't even have to think about it. It just yeah. literally comes like without even thinking and like, I'm, and you don't have to be like, okay, I got to be good. I got to be good. I've been through those times where you tell yourself, I got to be good. I got to be good. <laughs> got to check up. We got like, I'm, I'm not, I ain't been perfect. My life. Like, again, you want to dive deeper into this? We'll tell you about my real life shit. Like I have been rough around the edges. I have gone through life's trials and tribulations to come out being the best version of myself with the best man. And like, it's actually freaking awesome. Like we're the cool, like we're fucking awesome. We are yeah. fun. I am a better person. I'm having more fun having a cool partner. Like life's wonderful. <laughs> like I've actually never had more fun doing what I'm doing now in my life without this guy. It makes it actually way more. It makes it 
better. I don't got to be at the track wondering what guy's looking at me, what we're doing after. Like, I'm dead serious that when you, I don't know how else to put it under other than like my, my career, my life and my relationship is better now that I'm like wiped up. Like we're we're having a great time doing this shit together. That's It's not easy doing it alone. It's not fun doing it alone. Like there's a lot of lonely times. I called my mom from the airport the other day being like, mom, I'm lonely. Like there's highs and lows of what uh, success looks like. And people don't realize that when, you know, you might see the glitz and glam, like you're lonely, like you're lacking a lot of other things. And um, I just found someone that I can uh, like always lift me up, always have a fun time, make me laugh when I'm feeling down and tells me to go huck a backflip on a monster truck <laughs> even when I didn't want to do it like it it's great yeah and well it's someone to share all that beautiful stuff with because like it's you're living like such an amazing life but if you have no one to share it with it's kind of yeah. obsolete and like I love right? how it's like he was the one who pumped you up for a backflip I know I got <laughs> I got my backflip on my or did a backflip on my mountain yeah. bike this summer because of a guy yeah and it was just like that little like, yeah, you got this. And I was like, you know, what? I'm going to fucking do it. Who pumped you up? Uh, it was a guy I was dating, but okay. we're not going to talk about him because that was That's a... okay. But like, right, sometimes <laughs> that little extra motivation though, like just yeah. instills a little extra confidence and just no matter the person, whether it's a girlfriend, a boyfriend, mm-hmm. um, your family member, somebody like having someone there to just be like, you can. You're yeah. like, okay, I can do this, right? Yeah. Like, it just brings a little extra out in you. And sometimes, like, we're not all freaking superheroes. We all need a pat on the back. We need a kick in the ass. Like, and then someone everybody to, needs something. Someone, even if you fail, like, you know, someone who's going to be there, like, to just be like, hey, you did your best. Like, just, it's. Well, I didn't it's even like, land the backflip. And Brady comes around now being like, that was so <laughs> badass. I'm like, thank you. <laughs> Honestly, I can't even imagine. Like, what's the feeling like when you're like just flying upside down in in a machine like that size? Oof! And like from the videos, it doesn't do justice. Like driving a twelve thousand pound, like fourteen hundred horsepower monster truck, like, like it ain't. And like I've been driving for two years, and I was performing at the Montreal Olympic Stadium, which Mm -hmm. is huge. There was. I think like 70,000, like like between 60 and 70,000 people in the crowd. Wow. Huge. I've never really performed on a stadium sized arena. I've always done arenas. So it was like a big adjustment. And then also going from a monster jam company truck to a private truck. There was just a lot of things I had one day to figure out. And again, this is like one of those things that social media does not know is the pressure the ad- adaptation, uh, mentally, physically, emotionally, everything, like what we have to do to perform, to be our best, to give you guys a show, to like have those happy moments. Don't come at ease. Like it ain't, you know, people think that like when you celebrate something, like it was like, oh, it's super easy because you're like training and all this shit. There's so much that goes behind the scenes and involved with like doing something. And you know, it was a new truck. We had a little bit of a throttle issues that the team was wonderful and trying to get through it, you know, and, but that's happens. That's sports. Like it's, um, you know, you there's always obstacles to overcome and mm. 
And then, you know, I was there and we were told that we were going to do a backflip. I'm like, oh, I've never done one, but you know what? I can do it. And it's teaching your brain and your mind and your confidence and your self-awareness and all these things that is like a wonderful thing to try to teach yourself is that like teaching yourself, you can do it amidst the obstacles, whether that's life, whether that's sports, whatever it is, like you can do something if you want to do it. Like, like, and and again, it, it might hurt. And this is a great example, whether I accomplish that backfield or not, if I did it great, if I tried it, yes, it's going to hurt. It's not going to be easy. I need a little bit of self-belief. I need some confidence. Mm-hmm. All these things are also like just this, like, uh, it sets you up for like life. Like I needed maybe that mental hurdle to overcome going into ESC. Like mm-hmm. my new sport that I'm doing, I'm also don't have as much training. Like I don't ride an electric scooter in midwinter in Canada. I'm yeah. doing, I had two freaking training sessions. Like I needed this mental barrier to overcome to do what I'm doing now. Like everything that you do in life, whether you, whether you get it or not, or understand it or not is preparing you for something else that's bigger and greater. Absolutely. Yeah. And like, as a professional athlete, I think the big thing too, is just being able to be adaptable. Yeah. And it's like, cause you're, you're professional, but you're not always going to be professional at everything that you do. So being but, able to adapt is going to be one of your biggest assets. Yeah. Adaptable and confident, man. Like, <laughs> like, and like, so, like, honestly, I wasn't even confident doing that. I was just like, let's fucking go. Like, I was like, you know what? Why not? And my, okay, make this a quote, put this in the headliner. This was the coolest thing that I've ever heard in my life. Okay. <clears throat> when I was, I, w- I was doubting myself. Brady crawled up in the freaking monster truck. So great that my team, like the train wreck team, they're just like, they're run by a freaking family. Like it's a husband and wife and their kids and everything. Like they're just a family of dynamic. It's really wonderful to see. But I was like kind of second guessing myself and Brady crawled up in there and he said to me, Amy, what do you want to tell our babies? You went to Montreal to do your first backflip and you didn't do it or you did do, you tried it. <laughs> do you want to tell your babies you tried a backflip or you did not do it? Like it was the cutest funniest like you know we don't have babies obviously we want them but what a hilarious positive motivational family dynamic and the coolest thing about motorsports is it is a family dynamic it's a family thing to do friendship family whatever it is it's a cohesive bond that we all share yeah that's amazing (laughs) I love that (laughs) weird but it's awesome Um, so another topic I want to kind of dive into a little bit is, um, kind of like mental health and how you, um, like, I know, uh, you've talked a little bit about like being bullied before is like when you're younger and, but like, have you ever dealt specifically with anything like depression, anxiety, um, or like, if you want to talk a little bit about kind of struggles that you've had with any of that? Yes. Um, it's difficult for me to talk to like about some certain topics, but yeah, like, feel free not, to, you don't have to talk about too much if you don't. No, I mean, to. like, if there's ever, ever a place like understanding you and I know your journey as well, and just like some things that you post about and kind of even, you know, you sent me an email message of like the topics you want to talk about, it kind of gets me out of like 
talking just about the cool things that we do in sports, like, mm-hmm. and like telling the same story over and over again. Like, I feel like I'm super repetitive on the story. Like I've said it a bazillion times. It's hard because not many people ask, how are you doing? Yeah. How are you? Like, are you okay? Like, are you having a good day? Like, and just like even your question on like you wanted to dive into some of these more like hasty topics or you know talk topics that people don't like to talk about is mm-hmm. not easy um because yeah like not never mind bullying bullying is something now that like i think that kids are just if you're a bully or an asshole like like let's let's be serious like there's bullies and there's kind people and i think i was i was born in the generation of bullies and i'm really goddamn hoping that my kid is in a generation of much forward thinking individuals that they don't have to bully anymore. I'm dead serious. I'm terrified what it's like, but I would like to hope and dream and believe that bullying is a little bit, you know, in the past because mental health is now an issue. Why are you a bully? Cause you are struggling with something else. There's a bigger issue of being a bully, being passive, being an introvert, like there's some other issue that is at the forefront that is causing one another and individuals to be what they are. And I hope that the world now sees mental health and can approach that as, you know, more of a reason to, uh, to look into and, uh, and, um, you know, focus on and, you know, um, uh, uh, create these strategies and, mm-hmm. uh, help more of the founding factors of bullying is not just because you're a bully it's because something else is going on and it's a mental health issue like are you are you struggling with family issues are you struggling with like um a learning disability are you depressed are you emotionally something going on like and like whether you're five years old ten years old you're in grade school, high school, university, and you're an adult, you're a successful person. You are a non, you are um, a frontline worker. If you are whatever you are doing in your life, like, are you okay? Yeah. Are you good? Did you have a good day today? Like, are you happy? Are these questions we should be asking everybody? Yeah. It's not like what's wrong with you. Are y'all, you're being a bitch you're being an asshole, you're grumpy, you're this, are you okay, is more like the language we should be speaking to people that are like, just not being good versions of themselves, because there's always an underlying issue. Yeah, I agree. I agree 100%. Like, like I've actually, I don't even think I've even rationalized that to myself until this conversation. Like, I get why, like, I was bullied. Like, I suppressed a lot of shit. I've dealt with drugs. I've dealt with bully, like, like people being extremely cruel and unkind and not understanding. Like, mm-hmm. like even I, I felt like my drug path was also because I was suppressing how I was feeling about um, how people treated me. I'm a very passionate, sympathetic, empathetic person. Like I feel like everybody's everything. Like if I see like any, I, I can't not help someone like, feel so guilty that people like aren't happy and don't have a warm place to sleep don't have food to eat and like I it keeps me up at night man and it sucks but that's just who I am I'm learning to deal with it but I'm also like a woman that uh has been 
do you know how many people have talked shit about me in my career path being that I've chose to put myself out in the limelight and chose to be a person in the spotlight chasing goals and dreams in maybe a generation that was not like about that yeah I can only imagine I'm sure you might have too. You're a beautiful woman. You've like accomplished a lot of goals. You've, you're very passionate. Like, you know, your social media exudes passion and um, self-awareness and you're just doing yourself. Like, have you you experienced any, you know, lashback from that? Absolutely. Yeah. Like bullying and even into my thirties, like even just last year I had to get the cops involved to get some women to stop harassing me and it's no way it's yeah it's I'm like we're in our 30s now and this is still happening I just can't believe and that's that's like another reason why I really wanted to start this podcast I've it's been something I wanted for a long time but I was like we all have things we're struggling with and we're all like some people just think oh she's talented she's great at this she's got a great life but they don't see again like what goes on with being like it's can be lonely too because you get outcasted and um I just want to share like the beauty in everyone and start asking those questions of like what yeah. are you going through and like just are you okay you're successful are you like yeah yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> well and um, did, like success doesn't mean every you got everything together just no. because you're like like oh you got a uh, a check mark on Instagram just because you're racing this series or doing this like don't mean your bank account ain't full. You might be broke. You might be struggling to find a place to live. Like we've been going through COVID. It's two years of people not even having a, like being able to go to education, having a good stable job, like um, the entertainment world. If you're like an athlete um, making money off a sport, like let's say Monster Jam, if you're, or, uh, you know, Cirque du Soleil for two years, these successful people, like the ideology of success has to change. Yeah. People see these people and like think there's nothing wrong with them, but then they don't even know how to interact with them anymore. They don't know how to ask the important questions. Like, again, like your friends, you know, I I understand when they say these, these quotes, like the road to the top is very often lonely. Mm -hmm. And it's not because like, Oh, I'm, I'm fucking better than anybody else. No, it's not. It's because people stop asking if you're okay. Yeah. People stop asking if you're doing good. People stop realizing that you still like parents are dying. Our family members are not, are like we're becoming the pair, like a parents of our parents. We're going through divorce. We're going through relationships, money problems, everything. Like we are still real people going through real life situations. Never mind like fame and fortune. What happens when, how many people have reached out to you if your family member passed away? If you had a baby, if you were getting married, you're like, we're still real people. Yeah. Like, keep in touch with your friends. Clap yeah. for their successes and be a good friend. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, and then again, like the more you're friends with like the people like who are striving for better, like we can all help each other strive to be better. We can all jump on one another's bandwagon and ride to the top together yes yeah and that's uh actually a little bit of what i talk about in this other podcast with them it'll be dropped by the time i do this one with aline metz and we kind of talk about the same thing like how there's there's enough success to go around and yes 
we can all bring each other to the top together. Like whatever that top is, it's different for everyone, but like, exactly. But it doesn't have to be the same for everybody. No, no, it doesn't. Um, have you learned, um, like healthy versus unhealthy ways to cope with, with kind of like stress and anxiety or sometimes you have like dark days? Yeah, absolutely. But like, it's come in like with a price to pay, like, I mean, but you don't even realize it until you're maybe in it. Like there's certain stresses in your life that you are just not who you want to be. And like, I'm just, um, I'm reaching out to if anybody's listening and like going through something and like, they think something is too heavy for them to handle and you're suppressing it in a way that is toxic for your well being, alcohol, drugs, harmful, you know, self-harm, anything. Like if you think your weight of whatever you're going through is too hard to bear, you can get over it. You don't need that. Like yoga, family, friends, Mm -hmm. get a dog, go for a walk, be in nature. It's like, please self-medicate in a way like, and you might not even, you, you think that might be the only way you can do it is through something that is not beneficial for your life. But I'm letting you know of someone who's gone through both paths, there is a better way and it's not an easy way, but like, I'm like going to tear up because I'm, I'm, I struggled through thinking that I, no one understands me and like, I've done too much shit to damage it. And like, I just like, I'm, I didn't, I couldn't like put justice to like all the things I've done in my life that I didn't think were really good. And I, I put a lot of blame on my, on myself rather than like, um, moving forward, like Mm -hmm. forgiving myself, being kinder to myself. And again, moving forward on what, you know, who you want to be like. I, I think that word just forgiveness, like forgiving yourself. It's such a, it's such a big thing that I don't think we do enough of. And like truly, truly like forgive yourself so you can let yourself move forward. Um, that's a really good message, I think, to to people who are struggling. And you got to forgive yourself by allowing yourself to do like positive things, like go to yoga. I swear to God, listen mm-hmm. to them, people. Go to do go go like swim, be in the water, the water, be in the mountains. Like just involve yourself in everything that was like. If again, if you're finding yourself doing something that's self harm or toxic to your recovery, and like not even recovery. Don't even think of the word recovery because you like, you can get upset with yourself thinking that you need to be in recovery. Mm -hmm. Tell yourself you want to be better. And like, you want to be happier. I kept thinking, like, even thinking that I needed to be in recovery was, uh, I was embarrassed, but I just wanted to be a better, happier person. So I started doing better, happier things. Like that was all like adopt a positive mindset. And it's, it's wonderful and wild to see how your life will change. You'll meet the man of your dreams. You'll do the things you love to do. You'll challenge yourself. You'll accomplish those goals. Like allow yourself to be happy. Yeah. Amazing. I agree. Thank you so much for sharing all that. Um, I know we can probably <laughs> talk for hours about know, right? health because it's such a huge topic, um, yeah. which maybe we'll do another episode someday just specifically on that. I, I didn't even know oh I was felt that deep, but uh, well, thank yeah, you. Thank you for allowing me to express that because I think I needed that too. Like, absolutely. Like, 
just like I know your your trip there, like I've seen your personal growth. I've seen like your smile get bigger. I saw your light shine brighter. Like you can visually see it. And like, I'm proud of you for doing what you you need to be your best self. And like, I can see it. And like, I'm clapping for you. Like, I am happy to see that. Like, thank you. Cause yeah, it doesn't go unnoticed. My, my therapy is always, and it, you know, not everyone gets to do this. So I feel blessed, but my therapy has always been to, to take a dive away from things. And so I got to go down to Nicaragua for a month and a half and, um, be around people that get, for me, it's community. It's, uh, letting go of people that are toxic and bringing in people who truly make you happy. So, uh, being in a community of like soul searchers and yogis and just everyone in the same kind of mindset of vibe like, yeah the vibe like, right yeah like you just everyone just wants to be happy and that i think in itself is therapy so your vibe attracts your tribe it is it's the most cliche <laughs> quote but it's no, like it's, not, it's so like, it's so it's true so real it's so real <laughs> i love that i love that for you like that makes me so <laughs> stoked like i love that girl Super yeah cool. yeah so last uh kind of thing that I want to talk to you about is basically the new stuff that's going on with your life and the new venture that you're taking on with ESC uh racing so not many people well I mean people who follow you probably see what you're up to but if you don't know what Amy's up to like this is the new thing that she's up to so um tell us a little bit about your new venture yes I would love to I am the first Canadian and the first of 30 athletes participating in ESC. ESC is the very first world electric scooter world championship. Um, we are a focus on micromobility, sustainability, a greener, cleaner future for the world. And it's, uh, I mean, I'm going from dirt bikes, monster trucks and electric scooters. And no one would ever think scooters would be cool I cannot believe what this sport is doing. And again, let's take in mind that I'm a Canadian and we have a westernized view of the world and sports. NASCAR, burning gas, hauling ass, right? Like America, monster trucks, Mountain Dew. Like there's a very different view of what sports look like in Western, you know, in the, in, in the, in the Americas. And uh, when you go to Europe, micromobility is huge. Sustainability is huge. Um, it's cooler to ride an electric scooter to work than it is to drive a car. There's more scooters everywhere than there is. We do live in a weird province in a country that is half the year of snow, but people should have a global mindset. We should be, if you're recycling, if you care about recycling, which everybody should, everybody, I'm just saying, if you care about recycling only care about the planet, care about micro mobility, care about sustainability mobile. Like this is changing the way that we're focusing on transportation, whether it's a skateboard, a scooter, a surfing to work, whatever, like think about your carbon footprint. If you want to do cool things like driving trucks and racing sports, what are we doing to, you know, equalize that footprint and, you know, equalize our, you know, carbon emissions. And, um, ESC is the first electric scooter championship in the world. And we're going to be racing in downtown city centers. And um, 
it's pretty it's, cool. just, it's a wild experience. And I never thought a day in my life that I would ride a scooter and actually think how badass it is. But the people, the community, it's also a, a sport that's focused on equality. So men and women are on the same playing field. Like the scooters go the same speed. Um, there's no different. Like once you take out that physical, men and women are built different, right? Yeah. So you look at Olympics, you look at physical sports. You take out the physical aspects and you implement a mechanical aspect. Men and women will always be on the same playing field. Yeah. So it's really unique to be a part of a sport and a global sport that's focused on diversity, equality, like diversity. When I mean, like we have 30 athletes and they're from all, they're from every different continent and all these different countries and different backgrounds. So not just motorsports, we got, um, like Elise Christie is um, uh, an Olympian from speed skating. I got Nikki Daly, who's an Olympian. Then I got like scooter kids who've never even erased anything in their life to, you know, hardcore uh, MotoGP racers. Like this is like the coolest thing. I, I am blessed, privileged. And now I got a job to do. I got to put my head down. I got to represent Canada and I got to show them that you know, I can get the job done. I could be a great racer and I could be a great representation of what a Canadian looks like with our I, values, how we treat our athletes, how we treat the sport and um, really show Canada as well as what ESC is doing and how to bring this beautiful progressive mindset of, again, sustainability to, to Canada. And I'm, I'm, I'm really excited that I was chosen to do that. So yeah, I think you're going to be an amazing representative. Um, I'm so passionate about it. <laughs> I, I can tell you're passionate about everything, but like it's <laughs> it's super cool. Like and again, like you went from monster trucks to scooters, and if anyone can make it cool, it's definitely you. So, um, <laughs> thank you. Oh my god, you look and I love like you're in an orange suit, and it just it's your color. It's you look so rad out there. <laughs> that suited me really well. But um, again, all these athletes, like no matter who wins or anything. Just like what the sport is doing, I hope people key into the messaging. Yeah. I hope you key into what the sport is doing, how, um, you know, we're using every resource to the ability, how we're like the, this focus and this mindset, how we're transforming the look and view and lifestyle, what motorsports is going to be in the future. It's not what it should be in the future. It's going to be this. We have a lack of res resources. Like the world is, you know, our resources are diminishing and, um, if you don't adopt a progressive mindset, you're not ever going to be able to do these fun things anymore. So let's find a sustainable way of doing it. Let's find a better way of doing things. Let's find a more data-driven <clears throat> economic, like, and you know, focus on the economy. Like, how can we adopt a better future-forward mindset to these fun things? Yeah. And there's going to be a way. So. Yeah, and it and that's the thing too with a sport like this. It's pushing for technology. It's not just about racing. It's absolutely it's, uh, new technology. And I, I kind of want to ask you too because I know even in motocross, like uh, electric bikes are starting to yep. be developed and on the market. And do you think that eventually motocross is going to go full electric? I never thought so until I went to the Minneapolis Supercross. Um, and you see the 50 class, the 50 CC, like, I know it's just the little 50 class, mm -hmm. but the fact that they are all fully electric, you best believe like formula one has F E it's formula electric. 
Formula One is European standards of setting the pace for what is to come in sports. I do think, I know it's not, everyone thinks it's NASCAR, but Supercross is huge. Supercross is the American way of televised wonderful series. And I, I'm just maybe a bias because I'm too real. <laughs> but I'm just saying the 50 class was all electric. The world is going electric. Sustainability is our future. Get on board. Follow the SC, you know, like let's let's move this world to a greener, cleaner future. Like, please, yeah. like come on, be better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then when you go to these supercross races, you won't leave feeling super high. Uh, <laughs> Brady and I got um like carbon monoxide poisoning. Oh my god. Every time I leave there, I'm like, I don't I can't see straight. <laughs> I know, but like also like you know, not everybody can buy a dirt bike, like electric oh. is going to be a nice like um more affordable you know option it's just yeah we're we we are do you want to see your great great grandbabies yeah. what do you got to do you got to think of the future yeah well i had a friend in toronto i was talking to him about it and he does a lot of like media and stuff in toronto um he was so interested in the scooter stuff so he was like we got to bring this to toronto <laughs> So I think it's going to go uh, really big in the world. Like it's Well, if you've ever been to any other parts of the world, and again, I'm saying like, like the westernized view is different because yes. they're again, really working off a NASCAR point of view. So um, like this, let's talk about senses. Like motorsports are also senses, like smell of gas, smell of race gas, smell of the dirt. Yeah, There's a lot of aspects that go into a like consumer experience or a fan experience. So also like what fan what what person can easily get into buying a monster truck or it or you know and they could be a wonderful driver and a freaking badass driver who can afford a nascar yeah. you know micro mobility is giving this opportunity for everybody to be a part of it they're having this scooter developed that has different mapping levels so you can go from map one to map five different um, speed levels, like from 30 kilometers all the way up to hundred kilometers, adjustable bars, a lot of things that are like, they're like, um, it's a grassroots system. They're, they're trying to give an opportunity for all, like, shouldn't that, that's, it's inclusion. Shouldn't yeah. sports be something that everybody has an option to participate in? Yes. No, I, right? I think that's really cool. I love you don't have to buy 14 dirt bikes because it's growing like a weed. You can get an electric scooter still, uh, you know, being able to change the mapping, change the height of the bars. Yeah. And um, it's also, again, a good, this grassroots system is giving the data and technology to be able to help navigate kids into where their, you know, for future careers. So it's a, it's, uh, you got it. You guys got to follow along. If you are a tech, if you're tech savvy, if you love data, this sport is offering so much more than just racing. It's incredible. Yeah. Oh, I love it. So, right. Yeah. So that being said, cool. where can listeners tune in and watch this race season and like follow along on your journey? Absolutely. I mean, follow me on Instagram. I'm at, at Amy hood 71 follow at ESC.live. Um, but the BBC, which is huge with 5 million plus 
followers. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, uh, BBC Sports is going to be, um, you know, streaming everything. Everything is going to be online streamable. We're now working with a project here in Canada, North America, Ride TV as a streaming service that streams like the Canadian nationals and everything are trying to get on board as well. You guys got to stay tuned. Everything is happening really fast. But our very first race is coming up May 13th and 14th in London, England. We're going to be racing through Printworks, which is an old industrial, gorgeous building that is like a super club. That was an old print, the largest printing factory in London. And we're going to be racing through it. The, oh we're going to be in London, Switzerland, Italy, France. And we do have a round in USA. I'm pretty sure it's going to be in Florida, but um, we're going to these incredible places. So you're not just going to get racing. You're going to get a global view of these beautiful countries. You're going to learn about all these athletes. Like it, I mean, you get more than racing. Like I said, you're going to get an extreme experience. So tune in. Um, and I know ESC is working on being a part of an ESC world. So it's going to be digital where you can kind of like see everything online, almost like a video game aspect. So That's there's awesome. lots in the roster. Um, it's the future. This is the future of sports. And yeah. uh, oh my let's, gosh. Uh, let's get you guys all hyped up and come on board, check it out. Cause it's only going to get bigger and better. I can't wait. I'm so excited for you. And isn't this crazy? It is. It's like, I don't know. It's just, I can't picture I'm a better so person to be like, it to be uh pioneering this with everyone like this is gonna be so rad so um yeah yeah i don't know if you've got anything Let's more do some updates like why don't we come on like after every round and absolutely kind of i would i would I love like to we're gonna understand more about it because i'm learning about this this is very new so let's share this with like your community my community and let's uh yeah you know share this with everybody like step by step and blow this out of the water because like we said let's focus on the the planet and sustainability. Absolutely. I would love to do some updates. So, well, yeah, I mean, gosh, it's been so great chatting with you, Amy, like everything. You too, um, girl. I love just, you're just such I a wonderful person. Like you and your prime as well. Like you are doing fantastic. Oh, thank you. And you know, yeah. Thank you for being such an inspiration and Hopefully, uh, both of us, you know, we can chat again soon and hopefully see you in person again sometime soon. Yeah, I would love that. Now that we can chat, travel and hang out. So. Right. Yeah. Cool. Well, um, I'll leave it at that for now and we'll touch base soon. And I'll let you know uh, when this is all gets dropped, hopefully in a couple of weeks. Awesome. And hey, again, appreciate everything that you're doing. Love seeing your success. Love seeing you chase your dreams. Every girl should you know, have a role model like you as wow. well. You know, everybody has their own niche and there's so many girls out there looking to start their own podcast, wanting to travel, wanting to just follow in some woman's footsteps and you're doing a wonderful job of representing that. So, um, you. you know, clapping for you as well. And, uh, I, I very much look up to you as well. Oh, well, thank you so much. Okay. Well, we'll talk soon. Sounds have a good. good rest of your evening. Okay. Bye Amy. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe to the Wide Open Podcast on Spotify and follow at Kayla Louise on Instagram. That's at K-E-L-A Louise and look forward to more episodes.